due to explicit content and language. Listener's discretion is advised. Black in thought. All right. Let's get started. You may learn something. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to Black in Thought, where we take a look at current and cultural issues, applying that Afrocentric drip to them. Your hosts tonight are... We got the professor, J.B.D., and of course, me, Ill Will. So tonight, it's a monumentous, monumentous moment for us. In the industry of podcasts, they say to be serious about it, you have to make it past seven episodes. Today is our eighth episode. So not only are we in there like swimwear, we are here. This is our eighth episode today. And so uh, get used to it because we're not going anywhere. Tonight's topic is going to be one that uh, draws a lot of attention. It's going to be Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. And to start is first and foremost an affirmation. This is a love note to ourselves, from us to us. It's a movement built on love. We're a movement that is rooted in the principles of human rights, dignity, and respect. It was founded by three black women, Patrice Cullors, Elisa Garza, and Opal Tometi, who fought relentlessly alongside thousands of other people who speak out against the unjust killings of black men and women. We all have to think about why African-Americans, blacks, are often left out and feel excluded based on the way our society functions. That although it seems like we only take to the streets and we march when black men are murdered by the hands of police, this movement is actually standing for all black people. We are focusing on the issues of black incarcerated folks, formerly incarcerated folks, black folks who are documented and undocumented, who are working class, who are poor, who are unemployed, who are cisgendered and transgendered and gender non-conforming. Black Lives Matter is about peace, it's about bringing people together, it's about fighting for justice, it's about solidarity and it's about unity. Terror and love do not go hand in hand. And unequivocally, without a doubt, Black Lives Matter is a, a group of people that love each other and love even those who are not engaged in the movement. And so terror has no place among us. America needs to know that the time is now for a change. These are systems that are executing objectives and people and that can't continue. Protesting and speaking out is one of the most American things you can do. Pro-black isn't synonymous with anti-white or anti-cop. And if it hadn't been for the voices of those who dared to go against the grain, those who dared to be the difference, we may not be where we are today. Silence is complicity. And refusing to speak up, write about, or protest against the despicable treatment of black lives in America essentially shows that you're on the side of the oppressor. Why does society dictate that my life matters less than yours? If I could tell the All Lives Matter crowd one thing, I would say to check your arguments. Really educate yourself about what Black Lives Matter means. Do your research on housing segregation, racial disparities in income and education, and mass incarceration and you'll realize why we need to say black lives matter. All lives won't matter until black lives do. And with that, um, I feel there's just a lot of misconceptions of what black lives matter is. Uh, for most, it's, and I'm just put it straightforward. I mean, for most uh, white individuals, it's a racist term. It's um, it's put out there like it's black supremacy over 
you know, any other race. Um, it's And it's just meaning. It's just that we understand all lives matter, but for all lives to matter, you have to give a damn about black lives within that. And it's just too many times so often that, you know, you see these unjust killings and things like that, and there's either little to no justice with some of them, um, with a lot of them. And it's like we're supposed to be complacent and complicit with the outcomes from those. And it's like, where is the outrage? Where is from everybody else? If all lives matter, you know, during these situations, why aren't the all lives matter people upset when this black life seems like it didn't matter. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> one thing that came to my mind was the whole uh, BET <laughs> comment people used to have. It's like, well, what about white entertainment television? You got black entertainment television. And it's, and it's not that, uh, <laughs> you know, people would say every television station is white, <laughs> white entertainment television. But you know, it, it just brings to the point that um, there's nothing wrong with um, highlighting or uh, drawing some attention to where um, a group of people are not being heard, you know, or not being uh, justly um, treated. So to, to bring that to light, I know some people use the example like, uh, you know, if a house is on fire, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the fire trucks they need to check out all these other houses first before the house the one that gets to the house on fire no the ones on fire needs the the attention yes not all these other houses this one needs the attention right now because it's on fire so yes we understand that all these other houses need to be safe and shouldn't be burned down but let's let's take care of this one right now in the, in this present time so um, I think it's a it's a major deflection uh, with the all lives matter. Um, response, particularly, especially when they talk about same with Blue Lives Matter. I think that that's another deflection response to it, because that that didn't come up until the Black Lives Matter started. Um, but the All Lives Matter uh, group never says anything when somebody mentions Blue Lives Matter. They don't say no, 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 no. Right. Remember, it's All Lives Matter. They never say that. So you have to understand, you have to question, okay, what is really your focus? Why, why are you bringing this to the attention? And I think a lot of it has to do, again, it's, it's the uncomfortable piece. They, you know, people don't want to talk about race issues. They don't, they want to stay away from it. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a real easy cover to just say, well, all lives matter. So we don't got to talk about it. And see, I heard something very interesting. I was listening to something today and they, they said that, you know, comparing the movement now to the Black Panther movement. Um, black power does not equal black supremacy. It equals black equality. Um, and I mean, that just resonated with me. I mean, every as soon as you hear someone, you know, say Black Lives Matter, the, the opposite side is, oh, that's racist. Oh, you just care about, uh, it's just only focus on black people and it forgets about everyone else. No, that's not what it is. It's trying to bring attention to the situations and the matters at hand 
which in right now, like black lives. And the, the thing that I hate the most is you tell somebody black lives matter. And then the first card they want to pull is, Oh, well shit, black on black crime. Right. Black on black crime. <laughs> and you know, that, that to me is, yeah. It, it, crime is crime. You know, it's, it's done by criminals. So, um, I mean, there's there's white on white crime all the time too. Exactly, so, and that's not a category. So so no one no one says we got all this white on white crime going on because it's a lot more white on white crime going on than black on black it crime. Is. But you know, in aggregate, because obviously there's more white folks in this country, so no one talks about all the crazy white on white crime that goes on. Yeah, in this country. I mean it's it's only labeled as a derogatory thing towards black people with black on black crime. Because, I mean, yeah, there's no white-on-white crime. There's no brown-on-brown crime. There's no red-on-red crime. Right. I mean, there's none of that. It's it's just always, you know, something derogatory for black folks with, oh, I got you now. What about that black-on-black crime? And it seems as though the, 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 it can't be validated in their minds that there's an issue with police brutality and how um, black people are um, treated in those situations unless no black people kill black people. And that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you the know, last that- example of that, it would be like the, um, in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was uh, a guy who just recently shot two TPD police officers. So he was, a, he was, he was a white gentleman. Well, you guessed it at the end of the day, when they did caught him, there, he, he, he was taken in alive. no, so no he issues. shot. He shot two police officers. Shot two police officers. One one's dead right now, and then the other one's in, still in critical condition. But um, when they did find the guy, he still. I mean, they 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 took him into custody. He 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 wasn't shot. He wasn't beat up. He wasn't none of the above. He was taken into custody, and that's hmm. the unbalance that you know us as black folks we see all the damn time. So if that same situation had to happen where a black guy killed there would have been some standoff there would have been something else and you just heard about him being killed and you know what full transparency i i don't wish the guy was got shot you know i want him to you know be taken into custody because that's the way it should be done you know however when you see things like that it just makes you wonder man why can't the black person be taken why into custody? right just, just just get taken into custody because that's the way it should be done he's going to obviously either get the death penalty, be in jail for the rest of his life and let the uh, um, justice system take care of, you know, whatever his outcome is going to be. But, um, you know, most people don't get that afforded that opportunty. <laughs> that shooting, <laughs> that shooting a cop. They don't. I mean, that's very <laughs> they rare. They kill another cop. Very that's, rare. That's, they just don't get afforded that opportunity. <laughs> so. I mean, with that, um, it's just, just the, the, the whole perception of it. I mean, with it, it's never been said that it's only black lives that matter or black mm-hmm. lives matter more. Yeah. It's they just, matter more. It's just that they we, matter as well. Yeah. Yeah. As, as well. I mean, we just want our footing, our place in society to show that we're on equal playing ground, just like everyone else. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that we need to be above anybody. It's not that we need to be, in line before anybody, you know, that was already in line or something like that. Just our place next to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem is that they don't want us to be equal. And yeah. They, you know, they get so fearful that, you know, we got this going on now. And um, like I said, the all lives matter, blue lives matter. 
fear of, a, fear of us being equal. You know, I'm reading this definition of humanity. Humanity is the human race, which includes everyone on earth. It's also a word for the qualities that make us human, such as the ability to love and have compassion, be creative, and not be a robot or an alien. So when we talk about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, we're essentially in a battle, humanity versus um, uh, legislation, for in a sense, right? Because we are trying to get and protect our civil rights when in fact we're not even viewed as humans and we really are not getting our human rights, right? So we're asking for something. Essentially, we're like putting a cart before the horse because they don't view us as humans. They view us as aliens, mm-hmm. right? And we're asking for civil rights when we don't even have our human rights. So it's essentially mankind or humanity versus uh, the Constitution. Um, if you look at, uh, for example, what you guys are talking about, about the individual who shot or killed an officer, Caucasian, correct? Yep. Had that been an African-American, his body would have been riddled with bullets. And they probably would have still arrested him while he was dead and incarcerated him. They did some sick shit. So, well, I don't think they would have done that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, right. they, I would they, say they, they listen, to. But hold on. Cuffs <laughs> have been put on a deceased dead, brother. Thank you. That is That's sick. But see, that is, that is the procedure right. until someone actually pronounces them dead. We're not, as far as law enforcement, I'm just going to tell you. We're not medical professionals. We don't pretend to be medical professionals, but that is just the way it goes as far as procedure until the person. Bruh, come on, You arrested them. It's not, you don't, you don't know the person's dead. Did you I'm read just him being rights? Rights. Well, you don't read them in rights until you question them. And so, so he's not answering any so, questions. So I, I, so I, I, watch, I watch Law and Order all so, the time. They go like this. Law and Order so, so is I, full of shit. So I have, uh, that is TV. Okay. So I have a question. It's like NCIS. They say no, so no I, pulse. So I have a question. If he's wounded, Mm-hmm. What threat does he pose if he's wounded and unarmed well, see, to a police officer? That's the, the, the problem is they he could either be on show, PCP. They either show <laughs> parts of it, or they don't show, or they show what they want. Because what the, what's supposed to happen, and which in all situations it, it has not happened, but okay, you're supposed to ha- still handcuff the individual and still perform and perform life saving measures. That's what's supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be I put handcuffs on this individual and then we stand here and watch him die or watch him as a dead person later. The the what you're actually supposed to do, as far as procedures, is uh, secure the person to make sure that nothing else can happen and perform life saving measures. That is what's supposed to happen. So let me let me ask. I know we're talking about all lives matter, but you know um, the blue lives matter piece. Just want to dive into that a little bit. So how how do you all feel about that as it relates to all lives matter? You got to be more. I guess I, I mean to me. I mean at the end of the day, still. I mean as a black officer, Black Lives Matter. I mean as an officer. Yeah, I'm just trying Blue to get some perspective. I'm, well, um, I'm trying to get some perspective on when that came about. How was? How did it? How did it? Uh, it, it seems like there's still some. There, there's friction there, obviously. I mean, it still it came about just like how all lives matter came about. I mean, there's no, there was no difference. Um, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, um, yes, of course, for me in my position. 
it's it's a very tricky position because I mean I believe in all three. Do I believe one's over the other? No, but I believe in all three because I mean there was a period in time to where people were just killing cops just for the fun of it. Um, then you know, of course, there's times that you know black folks are getting killed for no reason at all, and so you know I can't place one above the other but i understand them all and i I know their place in life so do i think black lives matter hell yeah i do um then like i said in the instance where they were just going and killing cops for no reason that could have been me any day i mean they ran up on a cop car and just started unloading on it Mm -hmm. i mean for no damn reason i mean that could be me sitting at a dollar Mm -hmm. general doing my report yeah but we we expect that from a criminal we don't expect that from the cop we don't expect that same behavior Cops don't really just run up on ambush on people and just do it like that. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't seen that? Well, usually not without you just run up do you have, on, do you run have, up on somebody and just shoot. Do you have access to the news? Isn't that uh, what happened in Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, in Kentucky? Yeah. There was... With the lady who was in her bedroom or in her, and her boyfriend was there and he shot. They came in there, ran in there, guns blazing. Yeah. They they didn't announce themselves? No. that did Not quite. That's okay. not all the information. What was this the, what was the play by play? What I know. Um, yes, the address on the search warrant was wrong. Um, and that's what I've read. I can't say that that's right or not because there's two different there's two different people saying something. Um, there's some parts are saying that 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 was the right address, and there are uh, some parts saying that that was the wrong address. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the no knock warrant, uh, yeah, they ran in there, and if it was the wrong address, as like half of was saying, um, did that people in the house of course shot back. And I mean, I'm gonna just be real with you. If you think you're gonna shoot and somebody else is not gonna shoot back, I mean, that's a dream world. I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's a dream world. So, but does that make them right for shooting back because someone in their home was defending their castle? No. Um, with that being the wrong house that they were serving on, but whether you believe it or not, there was a process there. It wasn't just I ran and ambushed this this house for no damn reason. I'm talking about people ran up on a cop car. This happened in New York and a couple other places and just murked the dude. I heard that in a minute. Murk. You damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Old school. (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying um, that, you know, the discount to where they're saying that, you know, I'm not, it's, it's not a discount saying by no means that, you know, black folks have been unjustly killed, but I'm just saying that there's been situations to where people just retaliated just to retaliate because of a situation. And there's been a couple cops died. I just say for me, that is the fear for me that I have to watch my back. I don't have right. to just necessarily watch my back because I'm black. I mean, that's one part of it. Then I also have to watch my back because I'm a, a police officer as well. So, you know, not only am I, you know, being so uh, situational aware for just being black, being situational aware for being a cop. And then mm-hmm. you had the third piece on there. I'm being situational aware for being a black cop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk uh, black lives matter, all lives matter. I'm thinking about when President Obama got elected. I know uh, a couple episodes ago we were talking about Rodney King uh, when he was beaten in L.A. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it was yeah. L.A. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, after that, there was a, a, a long amount of time, a stretch of time, where you didn't see what was going on now. It wasn't until President Obama was elected when you began seeing this police brutality towards African Americans. Now, last week we talked about Willie Lynch. Now, according to history, black lives only matter when we're in bondage. Only matter when we're in bondage. That's the Willie Lynch Chronicle. He says that if you can keep his spirit broken and his body going, he's an asset. His life matters. But when we're awake and 
we're exposed, we can overcome oppression, for example, our first black president of the United States, then we pose ourselves as a threat. That's when our lives don't matter. And that's when all lives matter. Because again, we always start behind the, the starting line. And yeah. when President Obama became president, it showed the entire world that we were able to take over the United States, right? Even with oppression, even with slavery, even with everything that's going on. So black lives do matter when we're in bondage in accordance to when we were in slavery in Willie Lynch. This is his words. But all lives matter when we begin to rise above oppression. Yeah, I think that, I think that you, you hit on a couple things there, Professor. It's, 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 it's not a coincidence that a lot of the racial tension in the country has become a little bit more uh, agitated than it has been in a few decades because of the election of Barack Obama. And in response to that, the election of uh, Trump. So those dynamics that are going on have definitely ignited some more friction in race relations in the country. Um, and I think that this, this is a res in response to that um, by some people who feel some type of way about where their place is in the country somehow is being taken away from them. And, and, and that's what, what I keep preaching on about this, this uncomfortable piece is that it's uneasy because what traditionally their footing has been in the country is starting to shift and, and, and move. Um, and they're not, and it's unsettling to them, you know, it essentially debunk the myth of the perception that the white community puts out there about us, a black man, a black woman, a black family, highly educated, law-abiding citizens, successful, right? That's a threat to the United States, mm -hmm. right? So, again, after his election, it wasn't until after his election you begin seeing this. So when the myth is debunked and they say, wait a minute, African-Americans and blacks do have the potential to become president. And that means if they do have the potential to be the leader of the free world, they have the potential to rule it, right? So great point, JB. You get Trump in office, a totally different dynamic. Now we got to put the brakes on this. Right. Because it threatens our way of life, which right. is the all lives matter. Right. But until then, before then, when the black lives matter, it wasn't, it was all about us being in bondage. So great point about that. You're right. Well, yeah. Two different times. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, yeah. you know, all lives didn't matter until black lives matter came about. And then with that, uh, it's like both of you said, JB and D, I mean, it's deflecting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a total deflection game. I mean, it's just like, I mean, just like the whole, the deflection, just like black grind. I mean, because, I mean, it pisses me off every time I hear it. It's like, oh, got you now, motherfucker, black grind. Right, right, I right. mean, like they're pulling out their back pocket, like, got you now, yeah. motherfucker. So, 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 check, so check this out. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the entire time President Obama, President Obama was elected, or he was president, where is he from? Chicago. How often did you see Chicago crime being reported, reported nationally? Oh, it went down when he was it's, president. It's, 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 being reported-wise. This is where he's from. Mm -hmm. It was reported over California. And California is much larger. New York's much larger than Chicago. Yeah. Now, no, no, no doubt. Reported. No, no doubt. Frequently. That Chicago has some issues, but every other inner city has issues. And it's not just because of people being black. It's, it's, a, like it's, it's an economic Master deal. Masterpiece said, Joe Ghetto ain't no harder than mine. Right. It's, 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 it's an economic deal. And they don't tell you about 
the cartels in California that are murdering up everything oh, in South Texas so they, too. And Texas murdering up everything in Southern California. Right. They don't tell you about that, right? And those murders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, those murders far exceed the ones in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it, it, it's what is. And again, we can go on another topic about media and all that stuff, but oh, that's part of this. I mean, yeah, tell you yeah the truth. but 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 it's 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 what what people want, what they want to feed you, um, and what you you know what you're willing to consume. So, and honestly, that's why it's tough for me to really watch the news because it's so negative, man. It's so negative, so I mean, negative. That is exactly. I mean, the the whole train of the media. I mean, instead of showing you any of the positive things about what's been going on within the protests and things like that, any of the good works that, you know, the the foundation and the organization has been putting forth and all the resources that they've been putting into the community, they want to show you when some looting happens, oh, this is Black Lives Matter who's tearing up this shit, when that's just some rogue dude doing some dumb shit on his own. And, 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 I, and a lot of times, and I, you know, we can get into it, you know, later on about the movement and, you know, how in and in that and the... <clears throat> the makeup of the group and everything else. But um it's um it's it's particularly troubling when um I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> you know, um with one thing that I guess I reflect back on and you know it, it, it popped into my mind. I don't know why it popped now, but I mean it still kind of relates um when we was talking about the Karen's um we missed the ultimate Karen within this incident, the Emmett Till incident. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was the, the ultimate. Um, and, you know, back then, of course, black lives didn't mean anything back then. Um, I mean, just to say to, to kill that young man over what they thought happened. Um, but it's, it's just that the... the I, I got it back. Don't need... Go ahead. Uh, no, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember what I was going to say. So um, we're talking about the news and, and what's what's reported. And it ties what you were saying about what the black on black crime. The people who say that really don't know what's going on in the communities that are experiencing a lot of violence. They don't know how the community's reacting to that, how they're pulling together, how they're mm -hmm. trying to reach out, stop violence, um, you know, have, t you know, community gatherings, community activism in that regard. To, to stop the violence, get the drugs off the street. All, mm -hmm. all those things go on, but that's not on the news side. It's not. They want to show you they, all the they're gloom not, and they're doom. Not, they're gonna, they'll show you somebody getting killed, mm -hmm. but they don't show you the response of that murder in that community and what people are doing after that in response to it. So I wish that when people would say, well, what about black-on-black -black crime? It's like, you know what? You're right. Here's what these people are doing. Did you look at this? Not, not that we should be forced to educate it, yeah. educate or you know or take that burden on in that argument but it would be good if um that would be something that they would dig into but I, they really don't want to it's not newsworthy enough for me it's not going to garner ratings it's not going to get people to, to come in when you show people the actual facts of what's going on you know the people who are against the actual facts i mean they're not going to pay attention to that i mean because i mean if you actually truly put up the numbers I mean, black on black crime versus just to say white on white crime, because you have way more uh, completely white um, areas to where right. they're committing crimes against each other and stuff like that. That I mean, it's never going to get reported to me. I mean, that is just the I mean, the worst thing that, that, that it ever came up with was black on black crime. 
I mean, if you weren't going to have, uh, basically, if you weren't going to categorize everyone else, right? why only put us in the negative light by creating black on black? It goes back to what the professor was talking about on, on well, I guess it's just been your platform, brother, but <laughs> the, the fear, the fear, the stoking fear in, into the minds of uh, white America about what black people do. They're violent individuals. They had this black on black crime. You know, they're, they're drug addicts. So you need to keep them away from your neighborhoods. Keep them, keep them out because they ha- they're killing each other. When the reality is there's more white people killing white folks every day. There's more white people that are hooked on drugs in this country right now. More white people on welfare. More white mm-hmm. people on welfare. But that's not discussed. It's not. So it's it's. It's again. It's what you're willing to consume, and you know, from like the media, like JB said, is is economical. When you look at the neighborhoods, of, in my opinion, it's like you're fighting with your brother and sister. You know, if you're in the same house and your your siblings fight, you live in the same neighborhood, you fight with each other. Whether you're black, white, Asian, Latino, but ours is just like you said, it's highlighted more. You know, I'm looking at this uh, this historical um, value of a of a slave. And uh, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, how this stuff has got out of hand, you know, the value of a slave back in 1860 was approximately $40,000. Now, of course, back then he cost about 1200 to 1100. But that actual that particular slave being sold at 11 or 1200 made his master 40 or $50,000 in a short amount of time picking cotton, right? So again, the slave couldn't read. He wasn't educated. He was displaced. He had nowhere to go. He had to do it. So now we're educated. We have options. We have businesses. Truly, we can be independent of the government if we really, really wanted to. We can vote. So we have a lot more power. We have a lot more um, uh, authority or power than we had before. So it's more important now to knock us off rather than to keep us than it was before because we have a lot more options. We're a lot more educated. And if they don't keep us in line, guess what? Like we're doing now, we're talking about all these black businesses on Facebook and on the Internet. If we pull our resources together, we can destroy the American economy without China having to do it. I mean, with I don't know if you know, most of you knew uh, July 1st through the 7th was Blackout Week. Um, so what that was, was, you know, I, I have mixed emotions about what some people were saying to do. Some people were saying, don't spend any money at all if you can. But then, you know, other people were saying, make sure that you spend, you know, if you spend money, spend it with the black dollar. Um, in which, you know, spending it with the black dollar, I prefer you to do that than not to spend anything at all. But um, it just showed like how the, the, the Dow Jones average went down that week. Because people weren't spending with these big publicly traded companies. And so, you know, you're spending with all these local uh, black businesses and things like that. Uh, Of course, they aren't publicly traded and things like that. I mean, the Dow took a hit that week because people weren't spending at these big box places. So so you may mention how how the Dow dipped, right? Mm -hmm. And we're only 8%. We're only black minorities are only 8% of the U.S., 
Well, it's more than it's like thirteen, but uh, I, yeah, I, you're it, talking about for businesses, 50, yeah. right? For businesses, you're right. Thirteen percent. I stand corrected. Thirteen percent. And we were able to make that type of impact on the stock market. That's power. Power. Yeah, I I think that people don't realize, like I said earlier, what you're willing to consume. I mean, it, it's it's as consumers, you pick the winners and losers. You know, I don't advocate that you should hold on to your money, but I think that use money, it's a tool <clears throat> for you. And you can also make a statement with your money, too, because you can pick and choose who you want to do business with. Yep. And, and, and the business community is going to respond. So case in point, even, you know, we're talking about a little bit uh, the Washington Redskins, oh, you know, yeah. looking at you. Like saying, now, again, <laughs> this may be another topic for another day about things that we really wasn't had nothing to do with you ask for but y'all just want to give us some shit that don't even relate right it has nothing to do however fine one change the name whatever i'm not gonna lose sleep over it but the response uh to that from the minority owners of the the team fedex you know and it's in its partnership with the team you know nike shut you know not selling anything that had redskins on it so all these people, all these people, in response to that, money talks. It does. So, no shit walks. so, so, so now all of a sudden, because because the money got hit, you know, just like you said, I, you know, and we we going back to some of our previous episode. What was that with the protesting versus rioting? The, the third one is money. <laughs> okay, just place these <laughs> motherfuckers money and they right, get right, mad. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> you talk about protesting, yeah, rioting, yeah, fuck with the money. Things gonna change. Okay, that's that's the quickest the way to change. Money. Yes. In, the, in the pocket, man. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, that that was that was interesting to see about the Dow. Yeah, I mean, it was just uh, it, it. I mean, it amazed me how much it went down. I mean, just during that week for Blackout Week. I mean, it, that just shows you the buying power of the black person. I mean. Uh, it's just, I mean, from Black Wall Street, I mean, it showed, you know, how we can thrive and we can control things. We can run things and stuff like that. But unfortunately, they don't want us to. So then they do shit like that <clears throat> to, you know, eradicate that and stuff. Y- and you know what's funny when you talk about Black Wall Street? It's not as though people who started Black Wall Street or even people that have black businesses don't want to be part of the larger market or they want to be engaged in the market at large. They were just being pushed out. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a response of being pushed out. It wasn't that they just said, you know what, we're just going to do our own thing, boom, boom, y'all do you. No, it was y'all going to do your own thing, y'all stay in your place, over here, away. So it's not that black, and this is kind of ties to the whole Black Lives Matter. No one's saying that black lives are superior. No one. Mm-mm. No one's saying that. But they just matter just as much as everyone else. And until, and, 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 and until the humanity piece that you talk about, Professor, is realized, it's it, you know, it's always going to be an issue. There's always going to be a rub there until society um, has that humanity aspect of black lives. Well, well I, 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 I agree with what JB is saying to an extent. However, I do believe that the African-American race is superior. Because I wouldn't say that. Dude. No other race has encountered what we've encountered 
but yet overcome what we've overcome. So we're tougher. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, right. I wouldn't say we're that's superior. We're well, tougher. Well, I wouldn't say you're well, superior. It's, 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 it's the same breath as when, you know, you, yeah, tough, right. it's because of it's what you've been, what you've been right. put through. So I'll, I'll equate it to sports, you know, the kids that come from tough situations and they look at sports as the only way out, they, have, they play with a certain edge that some suburban kids or more privileged kids don't have to have that. They feel they can just walk on the team compared right, to right, you putting right. in the hard work. Right, right, right. Well, that's that's your only way. So it's not to say that they're superior athletes to the kids that are, you know, more have more privilege and, you know, however, they've been put in a situation where they had to been put in the pressure cooker to respond. So like, like how you say, uh, Professor? We put in the motherfucking work. When yeah. we put our yeah. mind to whatever we right. want to do, we take that shit to 100, from zero to 100 it's, it's real natural. quick. Just like the movie Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, man, that's, that was a great movie. That was a, and, that's, and, and, and that was a perfect example when the guy said, he said Mortimer, they were brothers. He said, this guy comes from Yale. He was groomed to be successful. Right. The guy said, he said, well, this guy has a natural ability. He's he like, no, he's no, in, he doesn't. He has, he, he's instinctive. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter what you put him in, he will succeed. They bet a dollar on that man's life. Yep. Guess what? They took his credit cards away, Dan Aykroyd. They took his his uh, his luxuries away. Took his he, butler. He started popping off. pills and drinking. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> he was right. smoke crack. Right, right. Living with a prostitute. Guess what? Eddie Murphy <laughs> said, you know what? Whores. He said, wait a minute. He looked at the books. He said, so all I got to do is sell horse juice and, and, and pigs. Right. He said, wait a minute. He said, hold on. So he looked at the books. He said, okay, we're going to make this move, this move, this move. And he was making them so much money, yet he was not educated. Had no, had no experience. No exposure. Right. And obviously, obviously, obviously this movie was right. it was a comedy, but it right. speaks to the point. It's it both does. very loud. It speaks to the right? point. So the one brother said, listen, I told you, I will take a person who has instinct mm-hmm. uh-huh. over a person who has education and who has been groomed. All that day. does not determine success, right? So that movie I, I, was a was a great um, example of what we're talking about today, as far as how we are able to overcome. Right? Oh, yeah. We've been through worse than any race known to man, but yet we dominate everything that you give us. It could be any sport. It could be uh, entertainment. Our comedy is off the hook. <laughs> and sports, our fashion is... N- Listen. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what's my man's name? Uh, who got the contract with Gucci? I um, uh, can't think of his name. Oh, I know you're talking about the black guy. The, the brother from Chicago. Yes, I know you're talking I can't think of his name. I can see his face, but I can't, I can't think, think of his name. Came out, he, he's coined the yellow color for Gucci, mm. right? And he was doing all that work back in New York during the uh, the drug epidemic and the heroin, all that kind of stuff. And he was making the Louis Vuitton shoes and stuff. And they tried to run him up out of New York. So he went to Chicago. And hmm. Gucci said, listen, we love what you do because there was a time where Gucci only uh, catered to the white community. Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. Dapper mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Dapper Dan took Dapper it and put Dan. it on steroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he took it and put it on steroids. Right? Gucci. It was because of Dapper Dan, Gucci stock went up. It wasn't the people in the suburbs that was buying it. It was the niggas in the hood. Yeah, it's us. Yeah, buying the Louis Vuitton and the MCM coats. Just doing it Just doing it big. So, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you give black something and we cultivate it. We make it much more than what it's worth, right? 
that's that's what chitlins, right. chitlins and uh and listen i love chitlins <laughs> right, i love chitlins i mean that, that's because i, I got the, neck bones for tomorrow i mean it it like you know when like with tommy hilfiger you know when tommy hilfiger came out he said you know black folks this is not for black every black person you know had tommy hilfiger but i still got it and then you know he came out and said what he said i mean it drastically he went he went from going to the the higher boutique stores to selling at Coles. yep i mean you know you're right and that just shows the power of you know the influence that we have on things i mean because i mean at the end of the day i mean i i this is just my opinion when we get dressed we get fucking dressed i mean we <laughs> sharper than attack we do man <laughs> and then, hey y'all niggas be knowing it <laughs> y'all act different that gets different shit <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, shoulders like this, shoulders all tight, chest shit. out. Uh, you ain't giving nobody no eye contact. You yeah. ain't giving a shit. Who the fuck <laughs> you looking at? <laughs> oh, but, but black folks, man, we just didn't have it so hard, and we can laugh about. It. It's funny how we can just laugh about it. You know, been through some shit, and you just laugh about it. We just have a natural resilience, man. And and I'm gonna tell you something. There's no other race greater than us. There's no other race greater than us. Well, I, I I I wouldn't go. Uh, listen, brother, <laughs> I'm not saying that, that you know that any race is more superior than the other. However, like I said, we know we how to we, we, we 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 are extremely resilient, and obviously the things that we've been put through as a as a people, um, had we had no choice but to come through, but to thrive, but to thrive, so, but to but to but to survive. Let me put this out here then. Um, while I was looking, I mean, you know. Trying to do my research and at least sound somewhat educated while I'm out here talking to you, motherfuckers. Um, oh, you did some research? You know some research. <laughs> Said I read a book. <laughs> I was looking up stuff, and, you know, I'm, I'm on YouTube. I'm looking for videos. And, you know, it just so happened I put in in the search bar, Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Oh, okay. And then when I did that, I, I was really shocked. When I I don't know if this was just YouTube's algorithm for pointing you know what videos pop up from what I search for, or is just that more of these people were the ones making videos. Who it was is these? a lot of white people making oh, really? videos saying, "Hey, Black Lives Matter, and this is why you should feel Black Lives Matter." When I was looking oh, through these videos, so they're saying that they're in in trying to educate other white folks on why yes. this is like, look, why this look, is a very important look, dude. This yeah. is not, no one come on, say, Ken. This shit. Is, this is not come on, Ken. black superiority, but this is, yes. so, there's some real shit that's going on that needs to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was shocked that I seen more videos of white folks saying, Hey, this is not what black lives matter mean. It does not mean it's, you know, over the white folks. They mean more. This is, it means, this that you know their lives should matter and all lives can't matter until yeah. black lives matter i mean i i i i, I would say well, i'm truly shocked to see right. I, I would mean, tell go ahead I, oh, go ahead i tell you man you you're right um and will i'm around the city you know all day working and doing things like that and i'm in a lot of affluent neighborhoods i'm talking from low middle class to you know millions, millions of dollars they all a lot of them feel that way I mean, I have never seen so many signs of Black Lives Matters all over the place in neighborhoods I would never thought would be there. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe something good is coming out of this. I hate that it took the death yes. of George Floyd to yes. get there. Yes, but I mean I I, I think you're right. I, I mean I've seen just driving around this, the 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 city and 
so many Black Lives Matter, and I'm like, damn, I'm all right. I see and you I'm actually like- feeling it. Like when I'm just, I be working, I'm near, and the old old white couple walking by. Now it's like an intentional, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's more it's more intentional now. So, mm. yeah, that no, it is good. Um, one thing that I think we need to keep in mind, though, is that when you talk about this pressure cooker, I don't think that it's, you know, we haven't gotten any real change yet. No. You know nothing. what I'm saying? So it's the not, change that no. they, they're giving <laughs> so, us ain't really so changed. It's not really changed. So until, you know, some of this police reform starts taking place and some of the um, – I'm still tripping on the fact that you can become a, a, a police officer and, like, Six months or something like that. You become a forklift driver in one day, so shit. I mean, what's the difference? Well, I, mean, listen, I get listen, it. You know, you, I, I you, you're truth, carrying I get a firearm, man. You ain't carrying no forklift. But you know you what? You can still kill somebody with for, a forklift. For, Correct. For you to carry a firearm, open carry in the state that we stay in, you don't have to have no training. So you can go out any day with open carry yeah. and kill someone. Yeah. Or but in your profession, or, hold on, hold on, hold on. But or to be even like to to conceal carry, you go through an eight hour course. I mean, so. I, I get what you're saying, but I mean, to to the to the degree of training that you you say, okay, it's only like it, it keeps going up. So like right now, it's about eight months. Yes, I mean, I get you say eight months, um, but at the end of the day, it's not that training. It is the person. So if you have it that in you that if you are a scary ass individual, you don't need to be on the fucking force. If well, you ain't well, never but, been but that, to the but, but, I, but I feel like. You can't Everybody, train. You well, can't train that out of somebody. Check, you check this out. Check no this out. No matter two years, three if years, you get, or whatever. If you could get a doctorate degree in eight months, it'd be a lot of fucked up doctors. But it takes time, and it takes energy, and it takes commitment and discipline to become a doctor. You if can't you, listen train now, that. Listen Nobody now. Will. Listen. If you if you are willing to put that time in to become a police officer and go through that 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 training and all that's involved in that, that's weeding out a bunch of people. Who would otherwise say, you know what, man? You say that, but I don't think it's so because there's several states, and this is why I say that. There's several states that say you have to have a bachelor's degree to be a police officer. There's several states that say you have to have this much education. Fuck and a this bachelor's much degree. Stuff. How about a conscience? And But that's just led to what I said. If you are a scary individual that you know, I there's been situations to where I've talked to other officers around the area that I've lived in um, that has never been around black people before. And so, you know, with that, um, hey, if you've never talked or had a conversation with a black person before, Dude, I think you're... that's part hold of on, that training, on. though, man. No, no, that's not part of training. How's that part no, of training? No, well, let's, let's, hold on, let what, me finish. Okay, no, let me finish. Um, this may not be the job for you if you've never been around other ethnicities to be able to deal with them. If your first encounter with a black person is you encountering them in a situation to where they're possibly committing a crime or something like that, you've prejudged every black person from that point on. So with that, no matter if you have. 10 years of training or whatever. It's not about the training. It's about the individual. So you can you you can get your doctor's degree and be a fucked up doctor. I mean that, that there's I mean there's plenty of cases out there like the dude at one of the local hospitals here who was killing folks off, you know. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so, what, what, you know, that you can be you can be a fucked up doctor, so it it don't it don't really matter about how many years. It's the individual. And that's what we need to find a better way to weed out I think you do that. I think you do that through a training program. That's what I'm saying. Training can't you can't Listen, train that out of somebody. You can't. What? No, no, what I'm saying, Will, is that in a training program, 
all you go through assessments you go through tests you go through situations that you had to go through like he talked about being being in the situation where you've been around uh people of color okay have a program that helps people understand that being communities of color before they get a gun before they get a badge put them in situations like that put them in situations to understand and learn about the communities that they're going to be a part of that's a tr that's 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 part of the training is what I'm saying. So if you're willing to put in all of this, all of these efforts and work to become a police officer, and it may take a couple years, it may take a few years to do it, but it, within that training, with all the education, all of that stuff can get flushed out. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I, I we can agree quite, or disagree, but I just that, 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 I, I mean, in which I, I think if a person is actually going to be that way. That's it's been ingrained in them since they were a kid. There's no changing some of that stuff. I mean, it's, it all depends on one, their upbringing, and you know if they were able to, if it was not so great upbringing, they were able to rise against that, or if they you know played along with it. Because at the end of the day, you can take I could take any. I mean, I just put it out there. I could take any white boy off the street or whatever like that who's never been around black folks. I could take him to go hang out with me all day long in the hood and everything else like that. That don't mean he's going to be able to adjust and be able to do those same things because I took him, basically I mentored him, taking him just just hanging out in the grimy places. We go there five days a week. That don't mean he's going to adjust no matter what test. If he's book smart, he can get past that test. But I mean, at the end of the day, a test is how smart you are. But you got to be able to assess, you got to be able to assess these individuals somehow. That's what I'm saying. There needs to be a better way to assess that. I mean, training it will only get you so maybe, far. Maybe, maybe like, when like I say tra training, you know. Maybe when I say training, I'm not necessarily saying this is how you apprehend a suspect. I'm not talking. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a program that they go through to make sure that you flush out the weak links to people that aren't. I mean, you would be surprised, maybe, and you may not. But I can show you some brothers that's on the force that's just as bad as some of these, you know, these white folks. I mean, when it comes to, you know, discriminating. I mean, automatically, the black person is in the wrong and stuff like that. I mean, there's... You they're, they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're out there. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is when I say that. Um, it's just that... It's, it's like D said. There, there has to be a better way to be able to come up with some type of assessment, some type of psych psychological thing that um, weeds that out. Because, I mean, you can test your way out of a lot of stuff. And at at the end of the day, it's you know it's your character. Your yeah, I think we're, I think morals, we're saying the ethics. same thing to some degree, training, testing, assessments, or whatever. But the bottom line is that there has to be something that these individuals go through to flush all that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do. I've seen some scary ass individuals, and I'm telling, hey, dude, you gotta get the fuck away from me. I can't go in. You ain't getting me killed. It, it's just not <laughs> happening. It, it's just not. You know. You know what I. Another point when we're talking about Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, I think that the the white man pays close attention to the census, and if you look at the census over the past thirty years, uh, there has been a steep, uh, there has been a spike in interracial relationships. I'm going to go back to 1980. Twenty five percent of your interracial relationships were Asian and white. 18% of those were Hispanic and white, and they consider those girls exotic. You know, you know, mm -hmm. the white boys like the exotic women. Over the last 30 years, that has shifted to where 20% of interracial 
relationships. You are, sound like Fifty Cent, Lil Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Twenty percent yeah, exactly. of racial relationships currently are black and white. The white man knows that he's growing extinct, right? Mm-hmm. So he sends a he sends an indirect message to his white woman by killing off black men to install fear. So it's much greater than just what we see on the surface. The white man knows that he's losing his footing in America. Mm-hmm. Every day, every moment, every year, every month, if you look at, if you go out to the malls, you see more and more black and white couples. The white woman has an affection with the black man. With the black man, That's right? And I'm, and I'm gonna tell you why. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> because he dressed so clean. It's like Arby's. We have the meats. <laughs> Go ahead, Professor. Point. I want to make a disclaimer, honey. I did not say that. I participated in that. So I'm gonna leave that at that. Right. Uh, back to the point. But the thing about the white woman that makes her different than the black woman is that she is partners with the oppressor. So she's able to see firsthand the oppressor oppress the behind the scenes stuff. and the mm-hmm. black man become resilient. And in her mind, she's saying, damn, that's sexy. All the that's sexy as hell. You've done everything in your power to make this man fail, but yet he still, still thrives. He still Strong. thrives. Right? Still I survive. So still in I her thrive. so so she understands the nature better than the sister because the sister sees us. But she doesn't see the oppressor. So when we come home and say, hey, I had a bad day. I'm stressed out. I don't want to hear this. Oh, nigga, there you go again. You can't take out. You just can't take any stress or any pressure. Right. She doesn't see it like the white woman sees it. So she's naturally attracted to it because she gives a firsthand glimpse of the oppressor doing the oppressing and we overcome it. She's intrigued by it. She's smitten by it. Like, That's damn. A very good they analogy. Put, they put chains on this nigga's ankles. But he can still run the 100 meters in two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they love it. They love it. We all love the hero, right? We love to yeah. see We love to see the guy overcome in the movie. We love to see it, right? That's an interesting so, right. take that you took on that, Professor. Yeah, I like that. I have to say. I like yeah. that. It, it, was, it, was, it was a little different. And um, um, I can The I white man's extinct. I can, I can see. Mm, well, relative to what you were saying about white women and black men, you know, that's something I never really looked at it like that so that's kind of interesting what you said but on the other side of that i do think that um you know if you play this play this thing out another 60 80 years everybody's gonna be brown you know what i mean for the i mean not everybody but you know what i'm saying it's gonna be be a majority it's gonna be the majority of the people are gonna be brown either you know hispanic black you know, black and Asian, black and white, Hispanic and white, you know, so it's, it's there's going to be a lot of brown looking people. And I can I can I can feel that there is some resistance to that when, you know, in this country. I just want to say for the record that I think our black women are exotic. I mean, oh, no oh, doubt. I mean, whew. I'm addicted. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm hooked, especially on mine. But you know when you when you look at back in the 1960s and 70s when they portray uh, the look of success, mm-hmm. you always see the, the the white guy in the Brooks Brothers clothes and the suit with the briefcase working on Wall Street. Now you see a nigga in an Armani suit with some gators and a lack or a Benz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Beating down the block, knocking Beating pictures down the off block. the wall, and they like, oh my 
God, who is this? Or now the way it is. You know what I'm saying? You may see a nigga some gym shorts and Jordans. Call it a day. Nigga still successful. Call it a day. Very successful. Right. Call it a day. But we bring we bring a different element. We, we bring something different. We bring something fresh to it. Again, you give us a canvas, man, and we're gonna paint it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna dapper dan it. No matter what it is, we're gonna take it and take it to the next level. And that's what we do. And you know, the the white woman, you know, they have this. Uh, here, I'll say this right. just because it just triggered when you were talking about that um, about white women and black men. Some of it too, I think, has to do with some rebelliousness with their fathers too. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, as a natural inclination for kids, children, anyway, and especially daughters, you know, from their fathers want to rebel. That's a big time rebellion against their father. So I think that's part of another dynamic of it too. Oh, absolutely, I'm gonna give you some black grandkids. I'm gonna kill your legacy. I have a uh, there's a, a woman who works for me, and she says something that really <laughs> fucked me up. I mean, no, 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 no. Who is this again? A, a woman who works for me. And I'm gonna tell you what she. I'm, I'm gonna tell you no what she said. No, 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 no. Listen to this. And go, I, go ahead, professor. And I got stay on task. What's I got a straight face with this. Who works for you? She told. She told me this the other night. She said, "My father said said this to me that to ensure that you always have a white companion, I'm going to give you a white dog. So if your white companion Damn. ever dies, you have a white dog." I was fucking speechless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to get you a white dog to go with you. Really? Let it go. I, I don't get that. I mean, that's... that's, that's I mean, how, that's taking it to another That's level. how deep that shit runs, that, 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 right? That. To make sure that you stay within your own, if anything happens to your husband, then this dog will take place of your spouse. You can look and at he's this white, white dog. And tell that motherfucker what you need. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how deep it is, man. It's deep. Yeah. So. So the so the white man will try to protect his legacy, by all means. I mean, it just goes to show, like, I mean, like we, we, we taking it back. I mean, that's it. It shows why they deflect when, as soon as you say Black Lives Matter, well, no, all lives matter. Well, you know, like we keep saying. All lives won't matter till you can show us mm-hmm. that black lives matter. When you show us that, you know, we mean something in the community just as much as you do. We're playing on an equal playing field. We're all equal out here. That's when all lives can matter. Mm-hmm. When it matters when, I mean, yes, I will say the last incident, of course, with George Floyd has sparked tremendous amount of awareness to the situation. But there's, like you said, JB, where is the fucking change? Yeah, they got, there the has change? to be some change. So, I mean, it's... You can tear down all the statues that you want. We're not asking for that. Yeah. You can play no, the no, national Nobody anthems. was asking for some statues to be torn down. But but then again, we can't ask for civil rights when we don't even have human rights. And we have to start there. So. Yeah, I, 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 it is a humanity issue. It's a human life issue. And I think that that's the, really what it's about. Is being recognized as being a human being, you know, just as you are. So and so we are we are human, you know. Yeah. So I just it just baffles me as you know my mind when it comes to, like I said, the deflection. I mean, you're so you're you're so focused on fighting against the human rights of another you know race that. 
I mean, it's just it's, it's not even explainable. I mean, you're willing to protest and fight against the equality of another human race just to show all lives matter. Well, look at it. The white man can't even keep his office. He can't keep his position on the football team. He can't keep his position on the baseball or basketball team. Now nah, he's losing his position with his woman, his most valued prize. And trust me, them white boys, them white girls love niggas. They love it. And <laughs> on that note, the, to leave you black in thought, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, we are not saying that black lives matter more than any other race. We are not saying we are to be put first than anyone else. We are not saying that we are superior. We are saying that we just want to be equal. We want to be on the same playing field as everyone else. We just want to be able to have a shot at everything else as far as this American dream everyone talks about, just the same as everyone else. So to those who say Black Lives Matter, is racist i say to you how about you dig deep into it don't let the media play the ultimate mind game on you and show you that black lives matter is racist all these things that you see when you see people tearing up stuff and things like that and social media and everything like that wants to portray that oh black lives matter is tearing this up that's not black lives matter that's not what the organization stands for that is the media trying to put a spin on it so I ask that you give that consideration when it comes to that. And on that note. DJ Payne One. You know I'm flawed. But you love me. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we want you to come back for more. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We're on all the major networks, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, and many more. Check out our social media, and please like, follow, and comment on Facebook, Black and Thought, Instagram, Black and Thought Podcast, and Twitter, Black and Thought Podcast. Please subscribe, share, and once again, thank you for listening. Love me